0: great fantastic my name is jonathan i know media mm.
1: i actually pressed the time lapse button instead of the oh. video button uh, and i've been a filmmaker for uh, over 30 years so <laughs> can people book you jonathan for jobs uh, let's do that one <laughs> later We wanted to give you uh, a beautiful intro, um, or actually give you the podcast with video as a surprise for the start of the second season. Somehow I pressed time-lapse instead of (laughs) video, so it's a great start. I think we need to hire some technicians, because this is... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to start with the show like nothing happened anyway, Um, and you will see the time-lapse footage, because... We're stubborn.
0: <laughs> well, and we because we simply can't reproduce what we <laughs> came up
1: with. And it was a great show. So enjoy the show in all its electric boogie time lapse glory and uh, enjoy. Ciao <laughs> ciao.
0: Hi everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to season two of our Root Podcast, and we've taken a little break to. Uh, polish up our exterior, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> we're now visible. You can now put faces to uh, Jonathan and Sandra.
1: Yeah, we're not AIs. <laughs>
0: um, I'm Sandra Rogerman.
1: I'm Jonathan Cray.
0: And we're your hosts for Season 2 under a new branding. What An, are we called now? A new
1: branding? Yes. So we're not going to call it Rude Awakening Podcast? We're not
0: going to call it Rude Awakening Podcast anymore, but we're still rude. So... <laughs>
1: So the new name. There
0: there goes the neighborhood.
1: The new name. Is. rebels radio because we thought it would be a really cool name to also um call ourselves but also call all the listeners that is that are on this journey as well and uh it's kind of a nice name to 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 be under rude we're all rude rebels yeah we're on this journey uh we're not better than the other we're not pretending to know it all but it's like it's almost like pirates you're you're rebels you're you know, we're on this journey and we're, we're, we're sort of making it up as we go along. So th- we thought the name was very fitting.
0: Yeah. And since we are Generation X, we need to sort of also play with the old school parts of, you know, the rebel style. And yeah. it's almost like a, you want to have a motor motorbike gang called Rude Rebels.
1: Yeah, I, I don't gonna, know. Is that I, part of
0: our new brand?
1: I am going to get a leather jacket at some point with <laughs> Rude Rebels on <in> the back. <laughs> Amsterdam chapter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, welcome everybody. Welcome back. This is season two and um, we've taken this little break to get re-inspired, reinvigorated so that none of this gets stale. All of this stays on top. Season one was an amazing experience for both of us, I think.
1: Very reflective.
0: Yeah, yeah. And very... um, refreshing to see what it did for me personally I mean we've known each other for uh wait a second nine years now eight nine years yeah almost nine years and we've always talked about this journey and um I think the intensity of the talks just sort of um got heightened over the years as our own journey um got more and more clear but to put it into a format where you hold you know, hold yourselves and each other accountable by putting it out into the world, <laughs> and hold
1: you know the audience accountable. So yeah, I I, th- I thought it was really nice, like listening back to all the podcasts after we recorded it. In the beginning, I'm like, ah, I don't hear my, don't want to hear myself speak, and what if I said something stupid? So it's that sort of imposter syndrome. But then after I really got into it, I was like, oh my god, I'm talking to myself. I'm yeah, sharing a story with Sandra. Sandra st- shares her stories uh, vulnerably. Uh, the listeners react to 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 the stories with their own findings on internet It was really nice interaction like oh actually there is a there is a through line and and we're all kind of in, in the same dynamics even though all of our expressions are different so it's it's uh, for me it was really really helpful
0: yeah and i think um also something that we both stand for and that also rude awakening uh, was a product of is the rawness and the realness to stay with the r's yeah. Since my last name is Rogermann <laughs> Yeah. It is uh really being real with yourself. I think that's really probably the number one um signature of uh on of this journey, or you know, of the self reflection that occurs on this journey. You have to really take an honest look at yourself and um Whatever you think is unworthy or whatever you think is a flaw or an insecurity will probably turn out to be your biggest strength.
1: Yeah. Or, or the gateway to dropping all of that stuff now once and for all and, and, and experiencing something new. Yeah, But you have to be willing to, at least that's, I found that constantly and even last week, you have to be willing to put all the shit on the table <laughs> to look at it and go, okay, it's a lot of shit. Uh, I don't know what to do with it. It's kind of scary, but I'm going to look at it because yeah. it's all mine. So and then when 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 you have a you know an altercation with somebody else or a drama outside, seemingly outside of you, you can't change the out- outside or the other, but you can change their own shit that's on the table and how you react to it.
0: Yeah, and once and I think that's what we did with season one put everything on the table like you know <laughs> yeah. there's there's there so there's all of the beautiful mess that you know I've uncovered within myself so now it's known now nothing is in the dark anymore or you know at least if it is in the dark I can very easily now go down into the cellar and just you know put it on the table with the rest of the mess um, <laughs> and then say what do I choose to? taken to the new with me, or um, how willing am I to declutter it? So the topic for today's show, we thought, uh, let's stick with the beautiful uh, movie title Lost in Translation. How much of this stuff um, was lost in translation for you, Jonathan?
1: Um, Wow, that's a very (laughs) multifaceted question, but uh, a lot of stuff was lost in translation and i think for me personally it was always that weird feeling of just knowing certain things but not knowing why you know them and the huge separation between the human that Mm -hmm. knows it so there is a some people call it divine or intuition or flow or synchronicity whatever your you know preference is and I remember that it's something that happened when I was like 16 or 15, like I was going out, it was the, the heydays of the house scene, you know, and I knew a lot of DJs, so I, I was sort of privy to be one of the per- first, first, you know, on those parties and, you know, see, see it sort of uh, come to fruition. And I remember being one of the parties and I, I didn't dare do drugs. I was too chicken shit for that because I thought, you know, I have an imagination as it is. So <laughs> if I take drugs, <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. Um, so I remember myself standing on the dan- dance floor pretty drunk, but knowing I was drunk. So seeing myself almost from a lower, higher perspective, a divine perspective, and then wondering why, I, why my limbs weren't reacting. Why am I sick? Why am I drunk? But hundred percent lucid and clear seeing myself in that position from two angles and it was so confusing
0: that sucks isn't it if you can't even lose yourself
1: <laughs> no i really couldn't and that's you know, literally i think i think only a couple of years later I had, a, I had a big hyperventilation attack because i was just not dealing with with things and i i couldn't reconcile the separation properly mm-hmm. and it was so intense that that after that i uh I, I didn't dare to go out the house for a couple of years. I did because it was you know, it was too much to, to do, but uh, that made me go to the gym and, and really sort of do healthy stuff. You
0: could have you could have used the pandemic back then, right? Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where is a good pandemic I, when you I, need when one? you need one. <laughs> Jesus.
1: No, so 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 that really set me on my course, but you know, going back to lost in translation for me. It was really hard feeling and knowing something, seeing myself in situations that were completely separated and, and limited and contracted, and then seeing myself also in the bigger picture of the world that was doing the same thing on their end. So it was like, we're all together in a club and I've never felt so alone. It's kind of a cliche to say, but it was really... Could how made a Celine I bring,
0: Dion video out oh of that. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It is known amongst my friends how much I love Celine Dion. So no, but that's that's the separation. I, I was, and, and, and still being as far in the path that we are uh, or we consider ourselves to be, it's still an issue. It's, it's, it's becoming lighter. It's becoming the connection with that divine or with that intuition is much, much stronger. but still bringing it into your human everyday life with all your reactions and all your characters it's still a thing
0: so would you say that um at that point sort of your first memory of observing yourself that that observer came in and all of a sudden you became aware of the separation
1: yeah totally Mm -hmm. totally and and it was because it was i was getting into more extreme circumstances with like booze and you know wild parties and that sort of stuff it the, the, you know, the contrast made it really clear. Because before that, you know, I didn't go to parties, the, the contrast isn't that high, your life is fairly okay. And, but that made it so visible, like, oh, my goodness, well, what
0: a so so that's a great way of looking at it. Um, because you were in situations where you could sort of see yourself in a context. And again, you know, the human needs the mirror to experience itself. So the bigger the mirror or the more mirrors you put up, the more facets of yourself you can catch in the, your reflection.
1: Yeah.
0: And in season one, in case you haven't listened, go back and listen to those ten episodes, I think it is a prerequisite
1: They're pretty <laughs> to, awesome, yeah. to
0: understand uh, um, our sanity or understand <laughs> our insanity, depending <laughs> yeah. on your view. Um, but basically, uh, through the journey of self discovery. So now skipping forward Mm -hmm. 30 years, for you 30 plus years, you're getting there. Um, We've isolated ourselves. And then there was the pandemic on top of all of this. So so we've taken ourselves back from all of those facets that we got to experience ourselves through outside uh, or in society. Now the world has changed, we have changed. Now we go we, we talked about, like, we have to apply ourselves back into life, back onto the canvas of life so that we understand who we are and now the observer is not separate anymore. There's still a judgment sometimes on the human flaws or the human reactions to certain impacts. Um, yeah. But would you say that your observer is more integrated now, or how would you how would you describe that? Yourself? It
1: feels like that. Yeah, it feels like uh, the observer is now actually part of everyday life. It's part of decision making. It's part of whenever I do something for work or make make a creative decision. I always really tune into the observer part uh, the overview uh, in some circles. They call it Angel's Peak. You know, it's it's um, it's an or Nast. you know, it's an intuition thing. So I always start there and I know when my mind starts to get involved and say, OK, well, we haven't really harvested that feeling yet. Mm-hmm. So, just you know, take a moment to walk in nature or um, I just meditate for, for actually not that long, but just a little bit just to get some clarity of what's the feeling. And then basically the, you know, and I call it the, exp- the experiencer, the, 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 the vessel that has to deal with all of this intuition and has to put it in life. Uh, that then translates the feeling. And usually that amounts into, you know, the, 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 the intuition is very expansive. And then when, when the, the mind translates it, if I do it well, it's still very inspired. Uh, it doesn't have a big agenda. It's still very, it feels very expansive. There's not a lot of details. And it's almost the, 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 the childlike curiosity to go, now I've put some words to it they fit and what is the next step that I can like the first step that I can do not not step 20 but step one and then I I I do the same cycle I go into the action I I I watch the feedback come in and again then the mind has a tendency to go oh I know what that looks like I knew I know that feedback we have to either embrace it or protect protect yourself Mm -hmm. to it but then also go okay there's feedback coming take a deep breath there might be a reaction sometimes and then go back into the intuition. What is the feedback telling me?
0: So the observer takes the experiencer by the hand, and the other way around.
1: Yeah, and it used to be, uh, and our dear friend Amar uh, had some beautiful words. It used to be that the mind was the CEO, and now, so so the mind or the the experiencer, the human, you know, part of it, used to be making all the decisions, and usually from fear or wanting something or wanting to avoid something. And now it's the opposite around. The CEO is the intuition, is the feeling, it's the epiphany, it's the energy, the the knowingness, and then the the mind or the experience or the human is just uh, simply the executor. It puts words to it. It takes actions. Uh, you know, it drives a car. It does its taxes. So it's it's it it, it, it it kind of 180. Like it, it did a 180 yeah. from from thinking it into into reality to to knowing it into reality
0: i think the separate identities have have become one in a way of dancing through life And, and and we've talked about last in the last episode episode 10 we talked about um let it you know how does it come to you or let it come to you yeah and is that a divine responsibility? Or is that a responsibility of the human? And I think we agreed in the end that it is both cooking the soup together, right, like bring the ingredients and then making sure that it is experienced in the human realm. Because what what good is this is any of this experience if it just stays in the realm of um, um, vision or uh, bliss mode kind of, you know, I'm sensing it. But if I can't put it into my senses, yeah my human senses see it feel it taste it touch it um, express it and be moved by it you know like that's always my thing like and 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 the more I am one with the experience and the observer the more I get so passionate about just feeling it within my body right um
1: so so how how is that like so so how is that for you like is there an example because we're 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 talking about this for a reason like we're Taking examples of our own lives, right? So, what is an example recently where where that translation, that bringing it back to words, or what is what was your experience lately with that, where you found that was a little bit of of, of a hard thing to do?
0: Applying my like my clarity, I think the human part of me always got away with being the little confused lamb on the <laughs> uh, on the meadow, like la la la. <laughs> I don't know what any of this is about <laughs> which you know I think I could still get away with but not within myself because now I know um, I want to apply the clarity that I have I'm a very intuitive person so now knowing myself so well on both realms this somehow needs to come together because if the human still pretends to be the lost little lamb on the meadow then uh, you know it's kind of I know that game too well now. So for me, um, reinventing myself after the documentary was done or was realized, um, which in itself was quite an experience because I put put myself out there as a producer when I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even trained or schooled to be one. So it was already the journey of becoming. But now afterwards, releasing that experience and saying like okay that was a great teacher for me but now what's next for me yeah you know what's coming next I really needed to take that um, grandness and and say you know how do I want to present myself to life not even the world you know not even like you know what do I want society to think about me I don't care like now I want to be in life and I want life to have at least resistance at least resistance as possible mm-hmm. to reflecting grandness back to me. So um, I realized I needed to look at my qualities and they are intuition, clarity, communication, but then also the poetry of the lamb on the meadow. So <laughs> you know, there is a playfulness to that. And there's an innocence to that. And there's a romanticism to that. So putting those two together, and then saying, what's my strength here? What do I know how to do, you know, like, you know how to do film really well. So for you, it was very, very clear. It will probably be something like storytelling. And for me, it's storytelling in a different way, but um, guiding people on this journey and making them see what their inner wisdom wants to tell them and connect that. So and, and
1: it's kind of interesting because you, you used to be were trained as a coach. Yeah. Uh, so so, what did you do differently now? What does what made you decide to come back to it? Because you quit it for a certain reason, right?
0: Well, I think the motivation to become a coach came from really wanting to heal myself. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't do it for um, you know to to become a coach or to 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 be that. I think it sort of was consequential that I then did for a while have a practice where, um, you know, I did meditation, uh, retreats, workshops, one on one sessions, but also healing sessions, because I love that energetic work out yeah. of being a coach. So if it's just about the mind for me, that's, it feels too shallow, it needs to be connected to the energy drive behind it. Uh, and just as you know that other leg you can't stand on one leg so it's the both together but I was in a place still where I needed to put the two together so again it's the observer and it's the experiencer it's the lamb on the meadow versus the pff, grand wisdom that wants to come in all of those examples that we can um, come up with needed to come together within me and I think now I'm in a place in my late 40s where I can allow myself to stumble and fall, I can even put it out into the world um, and hope somebody will use it as an inspiration. Um, and I don't feel i for what other people do with it. And in the past, I was I felt very responsible for Oh, you know, like, um, I can't say a wrong thing. What if I misguide?
1: So adhering to a certain idea that you had about, you know, this is what a coach looks like this is how you represent yeah, yourself again, is, the yeah again the idea of
0: perfection which yeah. i think we're all um victim to in in every kind of interaction because the human itself is not enough it doesn't feel enough we're not raised with the knowledge of enoughness so
1: but then it's, it's kind of funny i think you're right then then the moment that the wisdom does come in or the magic or the you know an idea just plops in your head then the human can can celebrate that for a little while. They go, oh, oh man, oh my god, it's a really good idea. But it pretty much immediately goes into restriction. This is how you should do it. So comparison. It's yeah, it goes into complete like avoidance of pain and trying to uh, attract you know, a little bit of attention, instead of going, ah, I have no clue where this is leading me. But it's is it inspired? Yes. Is it open? Yes. Cool. We're gonna do. W-
0: so I think that's that's probably one of the biggest realizations of this journey. That growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone. I think that was probably one of the first things that I discovered because I didn't come into this journey from a comfort.
1: No. <laughs> but I came
0: in from with a big comfort zone. So, <laughs> you know, it sounds so cozy. Oh, it's my little comfort zone. Yeah, it's not cozy because until the nest yeah. starts rotting. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's smelly in here. So in the end, you learn. To put yourself into the way of growth which means i'm under- just simply just understanding myself better and at some point on that journey you think like oh now i'm done i kind of know it all and you know it just becomes this righteous entitlement i had that yesterday <laughs> i know <laughs> but i think um now that I can be real with myself, look myself in the mirror and say, like, oh, my God, you know, there's so many flaws within myself that I've that I've learned to embrace, that I've started to see as a strength because it's just there's it's still tainted with I don't want to go there. So as soon as I shine my light on it, I invite it into my presence and it's not so scary anymore. So what is the dark? The dark is just the unknown. The more I lean into my unknown, the more I can be playful about it and forgive myself for the faults that I'm still making. Hey, you know, after all, I'm still a human. Yeah. And then say, I'm still, Oh, the that's the human journey of becoming it will always be this. For but, me, you know, what was really important is to say, let me also find something that I'm passionate about that I want to learn now. Right? Yeah. Because now with this understanding of who I am, all of this are just parts and pieces that fit into the puzzle or they don't. I don't have an agenda with it
1: you don't have to like like forcefully squeeze the puzzle pieces together even if they don't go together
0: no because you're afraid basically that um, you know it doesn't validate the picture that the world would like to see yeah now that's maybe and you know could this even be a thing you know puzzles by the way really frustrate me because <laughs> I just don't have the patience for it <laughs> but could this be like an infinity puzzle that keeps adding so it's never done
1: well and, right? and, and I think you're right like like, and and, and uh,
0: Lost in puzzle.
1: Yeah, it, it, is a, it is a puzzle that keeps unfolding um, as long as you know you're puzzling and it's unfolding naturally, like, like, like the next piece will automatically fall. If, I mean, it can fall automatically in your hand, or you can really start fighting and look for it and get but frustrated that, that it doesn't fit.
0: What's really interesting is if we take that metaphor, and I love being able to come up with metaphors because it makes my human relax more into the unknown again if i say there's a huge puzzle and all of a sudden new pieces are coming in that don't fit the existing image i now feel free enough to place them on a side that maybe in itself starts a whole new it looks yeah. like a whole new puzzle but at some point the two will connect
1: yeah but like and that's the question i wanted to ask you while you were talking and uh, this is it's very recognizable but do you find that that's that bringing that wisdom closer getting more used to that wisdom which is you know for the mind it's very hard to 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 rely on or to you know you don't get any guarantees with um with intuition you know like like why is that i don't know i just know you know if, if you said it to a board meeting in the fortune 500 company they'll laugh you out of the room so it's it's something that's very like it used to be very unsafe for me now i notice that oh wait a minute, that part becomes actually a lot stronger. That muscle becomes more trained. And now for me, that's, I'm really leaning into I'm really relying on intuition. But also knowing that when, when I do have the aha moment, that I am capable of taking a feeling and translating it into text or an action or, or words on a paper, which of course with film you kind of have to. So do you do you feel that 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 you're bringing that intuition more closer? I mean, what has what has that changed for you compared to the old? So leaning more on on the intuition side rather than the human execution side.
0: It's taken a lot of pressure off of me, because I never fit into that structure. It was always difficult for me to um, make sense of my qualities within the parameters of structure,
1: right?
0: I can function within structure, I can function within pattern. But I think my biggest qualities lie just half a dimension (laughs) of the visible structure. So it's, it's been difficult for me to find. But it's interesting now, because in my head, I'm already finishing the sentence Mm it has been difficult for me to apply myself. But also, it's been difficult to get lost completely because nothing really distracted me so much from it. So in a way, it was a safe fail, a foolproof kind it's of like safety net. It's
1: like me drunk in the disco, but not really able to completely zone out. So it's yeah. always just always the two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So somehow you always set your own journey up in a way that you can't really get lost. No, like
1: and I think that that's uh, I mean, I think only for me it was only in the beginning of the year that I really started to trust that. Uh, also, by, by being just nicer to myself, like if I make mistakes or I feel guilty or whatever, it's just like okay, you can you can feel those feelings. It's it's okay if you do, but don't don't you know judge yourself so hard after you feel the feelings. Yo, know, you, you know, okay, I, I feel very guilty. of This this didn't work out well. I said something stupid. Great, but stick to that that part of the story don't make another story on top of it because i'm not good enough and when i was younger blah 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 blah. so keep it to the initial feeling or that's at least what i tried to do and be just a whole lot nicer to myself and that's ultimately the human relax like oh i can actually make mistakes which i i never could for myself either um so that that opened it up enough to actually relax and when i relax i feel more and when i feel more my intuition is stronger uh, but it was only after, you know, the beginning of this year and, and really after like uh, three months ago where really that intuition is now the biggest thing I follow. Mm. And sometimes I have trouble translating it or I overthink it. You know, I then put a lot of ideas and thoughts on top of that intuition and sort of completely confuse it. But I, I get back to it really quickly, uh, usually within a couple hours and and, and you know, at best the next day or, or a couple of days later. So I have a way to get out of my own way or out of my own human's mental way, but still the translation part of it, uh, and especially when you're working with other people, and this this came up last week as well, where you also need to be able, if if you decide to be on the planet and stay on the planet as as a you know balanced balanced human being to sometimes translate your your epiphany your wisdom into words that some other people can work with that's recognizable for other people and what i sometimes did is translate it in my oh but of course everybody understands what i'm saying because this is genius and it might well be or not but if i can't make it recognizable for somebody that i need to work with then that that my idea of genius you know it, it, it some somehow it then doesn't flow it's kind of gets stuck in my intuition realm and halfway through physicality
0: ultimately that is why big visionaries um, artists for example have such a difficult time making their work sustainable and really bringing it um, into this realm and and I think like because I was thinking while you were speaking what's very recognizable on this journey, if you compare it with a lot of people, as a child, they were in their happy, blissful lamb mode, right? (laughs) Like, "Ah, this is awesome. Um, Then we're told, okay, you kind of need to um, find out who you are, because quite obviously, everybody else knows who they are, the adults know who they are, right? Yeah. um, So, and then once you get there or once you get closer to it in your teenage years, you sort of go, uh, eh, something's not quite right. Yeah. Or at least, you know, when you're called to this journey, I feel that's what happens, because then that other part comes in that says, yeah, you're not done here yet. You know, if, if you were supposed to be happy with um, going on the same holiday every year, you know, like being an accountant for 50, 60 years, nothing wrong with being an accountant, by the way, love them. Um, <laughs> But if that's your calling, then that's fine. But I think when you're on the journey, there is a restlessness built in that yeah. at some point kicks in and reminds you and tickles you and says like, okay, you're not done yet. And then that frustration of not being able to translate that. That's why, yeah. you know, it's there's such a pattern.
1: A there's like a there's, there's a built in disruption for anything. That's a pattern that's not inspired. So if you you can keep that up for 10 years 20 years 30 years 40 years but at some point on this journey something will happen to disrupt your pattern and your sense of safety and your sense of you know it's a shitty life and at least i know what's coming to nope you know you chose this somewhere on un- uh, you know unconsciously and now it's time for you to
0: and looking at the world, I think the world chose this too. That's the that's the fun part now. That's why I feel now it's such a joy to be alive because you can feel especially after Corona, that everybody kind of got a sense of making sense of their existence. Yeah, right. It's not that boring. Jonathan
1: It is very no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, and I, and I think we're 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 moving in. The, I think you're right. We're moving in a time where uh, that post-Corona era, uh, where people basically st- take their first steps and 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 you know start thinking about you know what actually makes me happy. You, you see these these massive groups of young people saying no to work, not because they're necessarily averse to work, but they want to do something inspired. They want to be paid enough. So it's it's all those things that have been sort of a same pattern and the same stalemate for, you know, eons of time that are now all being disrupted. So what a fair few of us did with our journey um, and have our awakening and then start searching for like, what does it all mean? I think on a, on a large scale, that's what the, what the planet is now doing. Yeah. And it's, I, I think it's a very exciting time. It's also a bit scary because what happens if you disrupt mass consciousness pattern? Uh, so that could go two ways. So it's, it's interesting not to get too caught up with it. But, you know, in a way, we're also we are a part of it.
0: And I think that's also um, where a lot of people on this journey of um, yeah, self-discovery, self-development, um, get lost on the outside is, oh, the matrix. And you see the man and, oh, yeah. you know, the, those whole confusions that, you know, mass consciousness all of a sudden or society makes it known that you are a disruptor now yeah. for stepping out of it for saying this is not true for me anymore. And some people do it fighting back and saying like, you know, Oh, but everybody else needs to understand me. And I think that's part of the journey. And I, for me, it was too. you yeah. know, now everybody needs to understand. This awesome thing that I found. And because, how can my yeah.
1: vision be? I mean, of course, that's the only vision yeah. you can. It's logical. It's only. And then how can you go think everything over
0: explain yeah. it to everybody that yeah. hasn't asked, everybody that hasn't asked me, and
1: everybody that uh, didn't want to know. I used to be that person too, but we all have that friend that just did a spiritual course or like assertiveness <laughs> training <laughs> and then calls the whole friend circle, like, yeah, you know. You know, uh, and and you know, I want to be clear to you at this point, and then like, oh yeah, you went to a course, didn't you? Yeah. It's, a, it's like an overcompensating, and I've done that many times uh, as well. So it's it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting mechanic. But, well, yeah. But I, I I love to get back to the to the translation part of it because. What I'm discovering now, like literally this week, also is. When I have a really. You know inspired idea. it's an epiphany there's not an agenda uh, on it. it it feels free there's not a lot of details or steps it's just oh that's what i want to do and then i'm taking the first step and i keep repeating these steps also for myself to to really oh yeah that that's how it works for me but then when i have that that beautiful idea and then i need to work with somebody i noticed i have a tendency sometimes to a believe that what i'm saying is 100 percent right and clever, and 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 maybe from my perspective it is because I'm translating something that only I can feel. But there is also a certain arrogance in then trying, expecting another person to have the same. Because I'm I'm translating this from a from a feeling of intuition. How the hell can I expect anybody to feel the same? I can't.
0: No, because you're, you're translating your intuition into your vessel, which is. Tainted by pre-programming, by certain qualities, it's a lot of by filters. certain predispositions. Yeah. well, you know, filters in the negative, but and also and you know positive. qualities in the positive, right? So your intuition will land in a different way with you than with somebody else. And that's once you understand that everybody's right in their own context, There is no more disagreeing or arguing.
1: And it really is. I mean, it really is true. Everybody's right in a way. And then there's preference. There's preference of how do you talk to each other? Or what is a pleasant way of working? Like when I make a film, I have a different prerequisite how I want to work with people than when I do a podcast, for instance. There's, There's different rules that I know if I do it this way. Uh, ...I can utilize my intuition and my technical knowledge in, in the best kind of way. But again, this is my unique expression as, as, as a filmmaker. So it has nothing to do with the same guy that you know, is on, on his or her journey... Um, having, the, ...having the exact same idea as I do. So, so there is always going to be, I, I, I'm discovering, a translation process where I can translate it the best if, if I translate the inspiration, the essence of the inspiration, but n- not all of the words and all of the labels. And it's different when you write a script, of course, then you translate it into words. Or, or
0: when you write a manual. That, yeah. that is pretty straightforward. Or step a business one, step one, plan. Two, step yeah. Three, yeah.
1: But even if I write a business plan, I have to be conscious of, okay, so I'm, I'm putting my inspiration on paper. But I'm finding out the less words I use to to harness the inspiration, the better. And and the only purpose of that document, really, is translate the inspiration. Because all of the other stuff, like how is that going to look to day-to-day, uh, what is the finances going to look like, of course, that needs to be in a business plan. But if you have the perfectly worked out business, like a 60-page business plan with prognosis and it's done by the, by the best guys from Bloomberg and all of the stuff makes sense and was vetted by lawyers and it's, it's the perfect setup but the premise of the whole document is a super uninspired thing you're going to toss it aside So well we would
0: and I think that's, that's also making that differentiation that not everybody is driven by intuition you know I think ultimately yeah. if you zoom out enough they probably are but you know, like we say, it lands with a certain predisposition of patterns, of programming, of intent and purpose. Yeah. And, you know, if there's if there's a certain consciousness, you could say, well, now, you know, everything, all of the parts of you are coming together, but they don't have to. That's the beauty of the human experience. Everything is possible. And, you know, there's a thousand iterations yeah. and yeah. playgrounds that you can discover yourself on. And experience yourself through. So um, I'm finding it like I have a... And may, maybe you can hear cows and lambs and uh, tractors. <laughs> it's like we're on a farm. <laughs> Just context. Um,
1: we're also I'm, doing a weekly agricultural podcast about <laughs> flowers. and.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm finding like getting to know true Sandra and and the gifts that, you know, that other part of me is bringing in, that clarity that intuition brings in, I want to experience them through poetry and sensuality. But if I'm trying to write poetry from the mind, it just becomes words. It just becomes a very shallow and very flat um, piece of work. And literally, it feels like work. If I feel I need to put it,
1: so in your uh, and you could say line of work, but in your expression, the expression that you chose, intuition plays a big role. Yeah. And and I kind of I kind of agree with you. It, it it Who is to say that other people? Because there's also you know people that love to use their mind and are perfectly actually have inspiration in in being very you know like scientists or, or mathematicians or. Um, and of course, there is always an intuition of, oh, I have a hunch about this or that. But there is no, and I think that's, that's kind of the righteousness that sometimes, you know, I suffer from. Uh, is why doesn't people see it the way I see it? But just a completely different expression. Yeah, And, and it's, it's, it's great to let their expression be. Because it also works the other way around. Then, that, that I mean, I can. That also means I can have my expression without worrying about other people. Well, what's
0: our biggest insight over the past years? Respect incompatibility. compatibility. Yeah. That's. I think you know, there's a certain attraction that works on all levels. I think, like even for the for the extremely um, worldly scientist that has no uh, connection to otherworldly stuff there is a certain physics or metaphysics or um, energy rule that applies to all of us Mm -hmm. you attract people that are on the same frequency yeah whether you believe in that or not i mean look at your life that what you send out that's what you're going to get back
1: yeah it's kind of a universal truth that you can apply everywhere yeah
0: and i think now combining the two um I read something that felt very real and true for me. So the heart is an attractor, the heart is magnetic. The mind is a signal sender, right? It's a. I like that. Yeah, yeah. so so once the two play together, I can really make sure that I am attracting exactly what um, what I know the bigger picture yeah. is, you know, And and maybe maybe that was the disconnect for a while that um, those two didn't play together. So the mind had an idea about like, you know, oh, you know, this is the line of work that I should be doing because my parents told me, you know, that's just the, the, the family heritage you're born into. I don't know, doctors, families or lawyers or whatever. And for me, coming to the conclusion, I don't need to live up to other standards. But I can become my own standard by using all of my qualities, which in my case is intuition and um, structuring energy systems, channeling them into clarity, into the human language, and now playing and dancing with it and enjoying the beauty of uh, human language. Uh, That, for me, feels right.
1: Yeah. But I'm
0: still allowing myself to grow into other versions of myself, right? And then I'll, I'll attract people along the way that are like that, but I'm not attracting out of my wounds anymore. And the wounds were very much, you know, like you find it in in um, in your partner search. You know, you might attract somebody who's, uh, you know, here's, here's the victim and here's the perpetrator and
1: and, it's, usu- and it's usually kind of like uh, no matter what you attract, it's usually a reflection of where you. Basically, we're in yourself, or the type of people you attracted you attracted in the past. It's, oh, what I need
0: to look at within myself. Yeah. You know, again, yeah, I bring it back to me, and 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 that's why I love. You know, everything that we do is ultimately about your self experience. Yeah, you can't even blame it on the world and say like, oh, the world is so fucked. Yeah, but you know, if you start right here and understand your own energy dynamics, then you can offer the world a version that is pretty joyful to interact with, you know, how great is
1: that? I love it. Yeah. And and it it is it is at a certain point It is Not concerning yourself with what the outside world thinks. But of course, you know, when I grew up, uh, I remember vividly as a kid that, you know, this is a wonderful world until I was like eight and it was some some messy family situation. And then I went from this world as a big playground to, oh my God, I need to protect myself because everybody's crazy. And so that framework I took with me even today, uh, so that that plays a role. So whenever I express something, that filter is on. I think the big difference is now that everything from that trauma is now on the table. So I don't have to circumvent it or build even bigger walls around it. I'm willing to look at it and once in a while it hurts, but um there's nothing i don't want i i I, I don't want to look at or there's nothing i i avoid anymore it's you know it's shitty sometimes but
0: so through the aspect that got separated along the way through trauma and pain and hurt you were able to make a facet out of it because you took it home and you say okay i'm aware of this pain point within me and now that makes you an expert to speak about the healing that you've made possible for yourself. And through that, you will inspire others. And and I firmly believe that that's our responsibility as human beings, that if you're going through extreme trauma, which can be really difficult to see, but there is a gem in there that you'll be able to offer the world.
1: Yeah, by having gone through it.
0: And you know, you can say nobody really will ever understand what I've gone through. But there's probably hundreds or 1000s or 100,000s of experiences that are similar like that, that could take the reference to inspire their own healing. So I think, at least for me, yeah, that's, that's true that I need to, that's, that's a calling that I feel pulled towards that, that I want to offer and that how I want to interact with life. And then you end up in a podcast like this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, You ordered it yourself <laughs> Who would have thunk <laughs> Yeah, who would have thunk it Yeah, beautiful
0: Yeah, I think this was a beautiful start to our first episode of season two of the Root Rebels podcast Ooh. Yeah, let us know what you think of the title um, Over this new season we'll um, let you know more and more what Root Rebels um have to offer the root rebels, Jonathan and Sandra have to offer. And if there's maybe more root rebels out there, if you consider yourself one, you're our tribe. <laughs> um,
1: Let's start a revolution. <laughs> oh Sorry, it was God. really bad. <laughs> 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 we're still working on it. which is work working progress. <laughs> <laughs> one step at a time.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, we're excited. We're back. Hope you're excited, too. Let us know what you think. You can write into podcast at root rebels. Root-devils.com.
1: Say that again. You said devils.
0: Devils. <laughs> devils.
1: Root-webbles. <laughs> Root-webbles. <laughs> Cut. So, <laughs> www.root-rebels.com. That
0: will be our website. It's not quite up yet, but we do have an email you can write to: podcast at root-rebels.com. Good <laughs> <Get that> success. <laughs> We hope you
1: enjoy your weekend and we see you next week.
0: Yes. Bye. Bye.